This is a future career path. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Can you believe it? Well, I say we're back. Half of us are back. Today we're joined with Joe McCallum, who owns Lord's Cricket Ground. Welcome, Joe. Hello. And Sam Sutcliffe, who um, has been dropped to the twos this week. Hi, Sam. Good evening. Um, so, lads, cricket season is well underway. We have completely missed all of it <laughs> due to our busy lives. We have missed so much. Like, yeah. not just cricket. So We missed the whole of the Euros. We've missed about 41 F1 races. Eight as different a, yeah. types of golf majors. As a podcast to be claiming <laughs> to be something about sports, we've, we've, we've not been doing particularly well at the minute, have we? <laughs> no. We've missed like three cricket series. Yeah. Oh, we just... <laughs> Good things come to those who wait, right? <laughs> anyway, Joe, Teakley Wee. That's Teakley Wee. the sport. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks again for having me on Teakley Wee. It seems like a long time since we've done this, because it has been a long time since we've done this. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to talk about today everyone's favourite beverage, Beverageo, at the break. Tea. Specifically, Yorkshire tea. Ooh, the best tea in the in the land. Now, I'm going to talk to you about talk about a brief history about Yorkshire tea, and then I'm going to t- throw it to the floor to you guys as to what <laughs> makes the perfect cuppa. So, Yorkshire tea was created by the Charles Ta- Charles Taylor and the Taylor family in 1886. Uh, they've been brewing tea and selling tea since um, <laughs> since 1886. They've been the world's best in this and so much so in 1896 they won a gold medal for quality at the um gold medal at wow. the uk national olympics um uh, grocers association <laughs> that's definitely that, not that does not sound like a thing <laughs> uh well it, well it is a thing it's on, it's on their website uh, if you go on yorkshire.co.uk um <clears throat> Uh, yeah. So, and recently they've brewed. They can do much more than just tea. They can do tea for hard water, tea for greener um, energy, um, mm. and much. Uh, very more recently, they've started to become the, a member of the Rainforest Alliance uh, to ethically source their tea leaves uh, and bring it to the hot mugs of the UK and abroad. Um, well, in Yorkshire. So, as I say, now I'm going to throw it to the floor. Um, what makes the perfect tea for you, Kieran? I, I've got this. I'm going to smash it. I'm a regular tea maker. I am by far the best in my household. I mean, the competition's not great. But do you want me to, do you want me to teach through the process, Joe? Uh, I would yeah, want nothing. Like the process is I want massive, nothing more. Than massive you. thing. Yeah. So it's all about the passion, first so. of all. You've got to really be invested in this cup of tea. Obviously, Sounds boil like you've kettle. been on the Yorkshire Tea website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boil the kettle, first of all, obviously. Tea bag in the cup. I like a cup to be quite rounded so that when you pour the water in, it sort of laps up the edges. Yeah. Um, adds to the flavour, in my opinion. Um, Wait, so, so, what, so a round cup, so pretty much every cup you get? No, but you can get, like, tall, thin ones. I, sh- I prefer a short, fat, round cup. Oh, a right, girthy okay. one. A girthy cup. One might yeah. say a chody one. A chody, yeah. A chody one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Um, water in. Pour it on top of the tea bag so it goes through, through the bag. Uh, gets all the flavour out. 
I don't let it sit for long without milk. I like to get the milk straight in. Um, and then my tactic is to sort of get the teaspoon and whisk around the cup without touching the bag. So as putting pushing the water and the milk through the bag. Um, and this sort of creates a a sort of orangey coloured cup of tea. Um, Osmosis kind of thing. Mahogany sort of colour. <laughs> mahogany. So it really gets the flavour through. I thought mahogany I don't know what was like mahogany is. dark brown. Oh, it's not that dark then. Not mahogany. Sort of medium brown. <laughs> oh, I can name a colour. I don't know how to describe it. It's just tea coloured. It's just tea coloured. It just sounded clever. Um so the whole theory behind this process is it's it's a quick process and it doesn't give the water chance to cool down. So by the time the customer receives the tea, um, it's piping hot and they can then decide what temperature to drink it. Nice. Okay. And it tastes good. Yeah. No sugar? Um, not for me. No. However, if, if someone requested sugar, I'd be more than happy to yeah, add I think, that. I think it's um, tea bag water milk tea bag out sugar in is uh, my way mm. to do it i went into a bit more depth yeah i know you did yeah. you went into a lot of depth some some people quite passionate some people put how do we feel about having putting the milk in first then the tea That's bag shocking it's all right with, tea, with coffee but not with a tea bag That's you say that but what if you've got a pot of tea yeah isn't that what you're meant to do well i yeah because it's you're like pouring pre-made tea in but I feel like you pour the milk in at the end to adjust to the colour of your choice. If you put mm. the milk in straight away, you have to be like expert level tea maker to know exactly how you want it. And then you're, <laughs> rely- then you're relying on the strength of the brew in the actual pot. So it could be weak. The- I've made yeah. that mistake many a time where I've put the milk in and then poured the tea over yeah. and it's been grey. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> right, shall we? Uh, I think we should move oh, on to the sport. Hold on, I'd just like to add one more thing to the tea. <laughs> Turns out Kieran's quite a big tea connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like sport. I had some tea bags at uni and they were sort of on the side and open for a good year. Mm. Um, yeah. And I just thought it'd be fine. Was using them and it tasted a little bit funny and I was blaming the kettle. Turns out it was the bag, so if anyone's tea tastes funny. Uh, don't buy a new kettle, buy new tea bags. That's, yeah. Surely that would have been like, never learn from only this if you've left them out open for a year. Yeah. Mm. They didn't look mouldy, so I mean, I sort of hedge my hedge my bets. Student life. Fair enough. Well, there you go. That's tea. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I think most Thanks people's favourite thing. History. I think I think tea drinkers as well. Tea, tea at tea probably peak yeah. between April and maybe late may and then has a reoccurrence yeah back, back post the season post yeah. september when it's you don't want it when it's too hot nah but uh, yeah no. anyway that's teakly we sorted uh, yeah so for those of you those of you that don't like that don't like sport click off now um, <laughs> yeah them people who come just for the uh <laughs> for the the tea. Tea. <laughs> which is all which is all of the audience to be fair yeah because <laughs> yeah, we get bored by them at least <laughs> uh on to the hundred so t have you seen any of it i know you're a busy man but uh, uh what are your first thoughts of it it's uh, yeah i've watched a few games or watched highlights and you know what it's actually a lot better 
than I was imagining, to be fair. Mm, I agree. I feel like a, most games have been really competitive. The atmosphere has been good. And I feel like it's a, a, a good thing for people who don't watch much cricket. It's quite easy mm. to understand like the whole format of it and the way to lay it out on TV. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I was quite sceptical to start with. You know, when it was announced, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I was it's just a bit of a fad. Uh, but I do really think it's kicked off at the at the cricket sessions at the club that I've been running. All the parents have been talking about it. All the kids have been talking about their favourite players and their heroes. I think it's definitely getting more people into the game. Joe, you work at Lords. You've hosted a few games. What's what's the atmosphere been like? Yes, I've been, I am fortunate enough to work at Lords and be at a couple of the test events. Joe as works well. at Lords, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> FYI, I don't know whether you mentioned. And a couple of the test events, and actually, the we had um, the women's team first, and obviously we were expecting without any crowds, it was going to be a bit, a bit different. But from what we could tell, our first impressions were it wasn't that much different. Uh, the scoreboard is obviously different. It's broken down a lot easily, like between balls counting down and then balls counting up and runs, etc. Um, but we were a bit sceptical in terms of sort of whether there would be a tr- real difference. But having we had the London Spirit versus um, the Oval Invincibles the other day, just the women because the men were washed out. And yeah, I think it was really, I think it's really good th- as a spectacle. Um, the something that as cricket fans we kind of take for granted is a scoreboard but if you don't know if you never watched cricket before and you see all these numbers that have no meaning to mm. them it's it doesn't it doesn't really make sense but because it's so broke like so obvious of what's happening i think it's a lot more inclusive and the women's game you know i think they've had the highest peak in audience for the past three yeah or four i was going to mention that ever like so i think that is is a a real obvious bonus um i think the the men's i can't really see there being much of a difference between that and the t20 stuff um Mm. we've got we had a bit of a thing in terms of the women's game was a far more family affair but when the men played it it wasn't really too much too similar to the to um to t20 um but i think it's here to i think it's here to stay i i think there is um I'd be worried about what happens further down the line, whether there will yeah. be um, the 18 counties still, whether they'll be switched to just the... It, it, yeah, I my first impression was this is just the cash cow wrapped up in something that's... Um, that's Oh, yeah, we're just trying to get more people involved, whereas you can see that there is quite a lot of money to be made from it, mm. which is why they... Which is... Uh, I'm sure is the driving force behind it, but I think as a whole, I think it's a good thing. I think um, I was I was going to ask. Wait, I forgot what I was going to ask. I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to keep in. Um, it's all right. That's it. I think it's great that it's some games are on the BBC. Like all cricket at the minute, or it's England county cricket blast it's all on sky with it being on the bbc i know my granddad's been ringing me and talking about it because he used to watch the ipl on channel four and that's no longer now this is back on he's sort of he rang me he's like oh it's like the ipl again it's all colorful exciting cricket so for people like that i think it's great any cons sooty 
I'm thinking about some of the pictures have been a bit as a farmer. You know, you've got to prepare correctly. <laughs> moisture levels. Um, moisture levels and that. Some of the pictures might be a bit. They're using used pictures quite often. Is that a bit of an issue? No, I don't think so. Because it's not like. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not as important as other competitions, but they're, they're like churning out games. There's like a couple of games every day. So you can't expect each pitch to be like tip top test condition, can you really? I don't think pitches. And it's both teams play on the same pitch. I know there's been some like low in, well, not even low scores really, is there? I think that, like what I've seen, it's like between 120 and 150, which isn't too bad. But no, I, I don't think the pitches have been an issue. It's good as well because I think there's been some good bowling displays as well, especially from the spin bowlers. So it's just hard. It's like harder for the batsman, but it's still good. I, I think that they are playing the double. Most of them are double headers, which I think is really good. Is that you know they'll have the women first. Some people, are, I mean, there's no denying that people will more people will want to see the men's. That's just a fact. Mm. But the fact that they'll be like, oh, we may as well just go along. And the more if you go with families, more girls get involved. I think the pitches are played the same pitches used in the second half than the double headers. But okay. I mean, yeah, the the amount of cricket that's played all around the country, a, a big venues like Trent Bridge and, and Lords and, and places like that, they've got Test matches and One Day Internationals to keep in mind. So you know, I, I I think it's it's not a horrific. It's not great, but it's also very understandable about the pitches. Yeah, and to be honest, I think. It could be more exciting in like the game we saw last night with um, Trent Rockets against Northern Superchargers. It was right down to the wire. Whereas often with absolute roads in a T20, one team might get 240, and then the other team's sort of out of the game. It's 240 plays 200. Mm. Whereas if it's 140 playing 130, 135, that's I think that's really exciting. One con that I would have said is that. It's great that they have these new roles, but when little Sally or little Jimmy wants to go down to their local cricket club, the 100 isn't available to them. Mm. You know, oh, what's an over? Oh, why is it yeah, six yeah. balls? Oh, why do we have to switch ends after this ball? Oh, what? We can only bowl six. Why can't someone bowl ten? I think that, that's yeah. like that's kind of small issues, but I think the, the infrastructure that they... It's great that they've got this brand new competition, but the infrastructure they need for clubs and 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 maybe that will something new tournaments in clubs level. You know, it'll be a hundred balls or something. And and yeah, maybe one of what is one of the big issues about playing weekend cricket is about time away from families. It's so long. Maybe it's a way of 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 shortening the game, and more people will be interested in to do that. I don't know, but I think as someone who for me is someone who likes cricket, likes the Saturday out. Um, if that was to suddenly turn into 100 balls each, I'd be a bit... Uh, yeah, I don't think... Like, you know, if it's done by two. It won't, unlikely, but, you know, 20, 10 years down the line. Um, it may be. Uh, but that's interesting. For you. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's your... Coming from that a, is my prefer- current preference, yeah. But that so. is coming from a perspective of um, you don't have a family, you don't have kids... Um, you know, have you've got, <laughs> so you've got uh, uh, less responsibilities and less and yeah. you know I think there is a massive sort of issue with that but no as a whole I think it's I think it's good I think it's here to stay 
but I think it's uh, doing yeah. cricket a lot of good to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's some, getting people talking about people. it. It's getting people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's one of the most important things. Yeah. Um, you don't think it could be a bit of a novelty it being the first few games, or do you think the popularity will continue to to rise? I think it will continue to rise. Just from people seeing how good the games have been, because I think the games have been really entertaining, especially cricket yeah. fans as well. I reckon there'll be some cricket fans out there who weren't really bothered about it, but after seeing some of the games, yeah, we've and performances. Got, we've got tickets, haven't we? And I don't think I would have yeah. bought them if the games weren't. As yeah, I was. Yeah, I wasn't really. And as well, the price. It's like 20, 20 quid, if. Yeah. What what we it's like sixteen quid, isn't it? Sixteen for, pounds. Yeah. That is that is un that's unbelievable. You know, bargain. It is a bargain for for like a, I mean I don't know how much you'd pay for T20 games. Maybe there's quite a bit similar, twenty to thirty uh, forty pounds. Yeah. And you are well, seeing like going the best to watch cricketers from around yeah. the world as well. Yeah. I've got tickets to watch Yorkshire in a fifty-over match. Yeah. Which is like their second team, and that's twelve pound fifty, and there's only a man and his dog there. So I think yeah. for sixteen quid, going to a proper ground. You see two games. You see that's a good you, deal. You, yeah. Is it a double yeah. a double header this weekend for you, the game? Uh, I think it's next weekend. So you've just uh, got the yeah, it's ticket. next week. It's next Thursday, I think. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really sure to be honest. Anyway, that's the shortest format of the game, or second shortest if you count the T10 nonsense. Um, <laughs> England v India, Test match coming ahead. Is Ooh. it next Wednesday? It starts or next Thursday? Um, or is it tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's tomorrow. It's, it's it? next week. No, it's, it's next week because I'm going. I'm going to Trent Bridge to watch on the Friday. It's next Wednesday, fourth of August. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Well done to our viewers. If anyone wanted to know. Yeah. Looking ahead to that, right. we often focus a lot on England on this podcast. Having toured India recently, England's Test team. What do you think of India's team and the depth they've shown against Australia, beating them away from home and beating England 4-1 at home, Sutcliffe? Mm, I don't know. I feel Bumra was injured as well when, he, when we played him at home. Yeah. So I feel like that's a big factor for them. They have got so much depth batting-wise. So much Especially, talent. Yeah. Like they've got, I feel like they've got so many like bowling or like spinners who also can bat. Like, yeah, you've got Ashwin, Washington, Sundar, the a lot more people. Jadeja. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's, One thing. But, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Could tell we've not done this in a while. Um, for me, how many spinners will they pick though at Trent Bridge? If it's a greenie, you can't. You can't play all your spinners surely and if they do could that play into England's hands Joe um, well it's interesting they picked two spinners at Hampshire against New Zealand and the New Zealand I think they were probably un- undone then they didn't need both so I think um, they'll be going with their four seamers and a spinner um, whether that be I think they're probably going to go with Ashwin as their out-and-out spinner, and then and then go with their four quicks. It's Bumra, um, Mohammed Shami. Siraj, Mohammed Shami, Sharma. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think it'd be 
That's a very good save attack. It it yeah. is like genuinely. It's really just, good. Yeah, and they they beat in beat in Australia. The India B beat Australia in at the at the Geba. So I think it. I I think the fact when people say oh India are away from home, oh they they they'll be crapping and we'll we'll walk over them. I think people now are more even more so sort of. Uh, they are fully aware of how good India are, regardless of where they're playing. And I think it's going to... I'm worried for our top three, because I think they're going to be found out. Because if we if we bowl... Because there's no point in preparing green, green seamers, because that, in our, you could almost argue that that's almost playing into their hands as well. Mm. So, I, I yeah, I think you have to make flat decks that do a bit early on and then you just yeah just try and bat them out and hopefully it kind of hopefully you win the toss their batting Ooh. side looked like they struggled a bit against New Zealand though but they were coming Especially in against... cold like New Zealand had yeah I suppose and they've, they've played a, a few lot of them have been playing since. a lot of them have been playing county cricket since then <laughs> yeah. so they've really had a good summer at it yeah um, I know Ashwin's been taking a lot of wickets uh, one thing I would like to say though is I don't think we can be too negative about this series because if we look back the last three series we've played Sri Lanka, India, New Zealand we've not had a strong we've not had our best team out you wouldn't say Yeah. Um, would you say we've got our best team now? the likes of Stokes, yeah, Butler if you think about the India tour we won the first test and then sent Butler and Burstow home yeah. we've got no Stokes who, who are playing well is Stokes is. not playing in the test series? Stokes, Stokes in the squad. So. Oh, I'll read the I'll read the squad out to the listeners. It's Root, Anderson, Bairstow, Bess, Broad, Burns, Butler, Crawley, Sam Curran, Hamid, Lawrence, Leach, Pope, Robinson, Sibley, Stokes, Wood. Joe, are there any names that stand out there to you? Um, Hamid. You say Hamid? Yeah. Hamid. It's. I think it's been only a matter of time. Yeah, listen to a podcast. You know, we were all saying that um, leave him be, don't pick him, just let him back. Yeah. But then now it's kind of push comes to shove. It's like, oh, actually, oh, he he is well, he, he scored a ton against India. He is so yeah. talented, um, and he won't play the first test, and he may not play the second. But if Sibley or Crawley fail again. I think Burns is set. I think he'll be playing. Yeah. He'll be in the Ashes. Yeah, he'll play your yeah, five test test matches. So he's fine. I don't. I don't like the fact that people are, are still unsure about Burns. He got an eighty odd at, at head, head Baston and he got a hundred at um, Lords. That's he's in the team regardless. So the, the the big two are are whether you want a flashing attacking batsman, i.e. more like Crawley, as you can see what he did against Pakistan like last summer. Or do you want someone a bit of a more of a bolster in Hamid? I think yeah. yeah, Crawley gets the first two games, and if he doesn't get a score, I think you're bringing Hamid to bat number three. Yeah. And vice versa if Sibley fails to get a score. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think again, Sibley for me, just let him play. He did. It was boring, and it, he yeah he was doing his job. But he did get a fifty against New Zealand at Lords. He's I think. Those two, in my opinion, should be set. And you just say, you two are batting the five. You two are, yeah. throughout the series, you've one or two. And then Crawley, he knows he's under pressure. 
if he doesn't score, there's no harm in, in dropping him. Yeah. You know, it takes him out of that bubble, takes him out of the pressure, and Hamid can come in at number three for me. Yeah. We have seen when the pressure's off with Crowley, like in the ODIs, I know the ball's not moving as much. He seemed to look much more fluent. I think he got 60 or 70. Looks like a class player. He's, the talent's obviously there. He got I 60 the other day against Phoenix, um, Birmingham Phoenix as well. Yeah. Clearly talent there. Um, yeah. With, with Hamid, do you think it's... I think it's about time... If he's if he's might play in the Ashes, we should probably blood him into the team Yeah. before that. It'd be very harsh to put him into the first test in Australia yeah. uh, after not playing a test for England for however many years. Yeah. Um, and also... You, I think if you look at it, you've got three you've got three openers in Burns, Sibley, and Hamid. I've not seen any of those bat at number three, so maybe Crawley is the man. I'm not sure. It'd be harsh. Who, if you do play one at number three, which one is it? Uh, and they would be used to that. I, um, I think, yeah. Sorry, Hamid definitely. I, I really don't think there's be too much because because Hamid could be like that Jonathan Trot, just yeah. sort of. He's basically an opener. That's what he does. And mm. he could just sort of plonk himself in at number three, circle pull the pressure, turns ones and you know ones and twos, hits a bad ball, mm. and then like root bat around them. Root, yeah. bat, you know, Butler, Stokes can just bat around him. That's what we need, I think. I, I'm, I'm quite excited for this team. One thing I'm not excited for, though, is the fact that the Ashes, are they on about moving it? Has anyone, have either of you two read about that? Yeah. I heard it this morning. There's a bit of a beef between the the scheduling and the PCA Players Cricket Association. Um, with the World Cup being the T20 World Cup in October or, or to September, some players potentially could be in Australia for four to five months. Mm. With and there's a there's a with a threat of of them not seeing their families. Um, Covid bubbles. Covid bubbles. Different rules in different um, Australian states. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's probably just a whisper, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it didn't get pushed back. And if honestly, it probably might do England a favour if it was pushed yeah. back. Um, that yeah, that much more time to play bloods and players, as you said, um, and get a bit more experience under the belts might be worth it. Mm. I don't know. I was going to ask you, Sam. Say if would you prefer the Ashes to be played this year and maybe without a full crowd, or would you prefer to wait until 2022-23 have a full crowd and it be buzzing? Um, I don't really know to be honest, because like it's just one of them things you just look forward to, isn't it? Like yeah. you just want it to happen. Yeah. It's like in cricket for us anyway. It's like the probably the biggest thing for us. But yeah, with a crowd it would be so much better. But mm. I was watching time. the Olympic. I was watching the Olympic tennis earlier without a crowd. Yeah, it's just. And it was it. What I wasn't interested. No. Compared to now seeing other sporting events get crowds again, like Wimbledon, yeah, uh, the Euros, and um, like all the hundred games having crowds. Now seeing like the Olympics with no crowds again, it's starting. It is just like so dead in it. And yeah. I feel like. I think. With the Ashes as well. A crowd is just that check can change the game, especially with yeah wherever it's played. 
yeah, in Australia, I think I'd give them a little bit of an advantage. Also, with the Barmy Army though traveling, it's just yeah, good to exactly. see. I think we didn't, we probably, you probably don't realize in crowds when they were first taken away from us, it was a bit of a novelty. And oh, look, you can hear the players shout at each other and whatever. And then you sort of get used to it. And now the crowds are back, you realize how how much you missed. Um, yeah. One thing that did have crowds, another great segue there, University of Sheffield, if you're listening. <laughs> um, was the Formula One at Silverstone where oh, man. was it full? Uh, Sutty, about 100, 150,000 people there. Unreal. We were watching that at the cricket. Yes. Obviously, the big talking point was the crash between Hamilton and Verstappen. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Whose fault was it? Who's to blame? Um, Is anyone to blame? Oh, I've seen so much stuff about this, and it's like the Hamilton fans are obviously just like. Oh, all the Max fans are crybabies for saying it's a, it's not a racing incident and all this. But I feel like it kind of is a racing incident, but Hamilton could have also avoided it because he literally overtook Leclerc on the same corner. And you see Hamilton hit the apex on that corner for Leclerc, whereas with Verstappen, he goes nowhere near it. And I feel like in Verstappen's shoes, he'd be thinking that Hamilton's going to hit that apex. That's why he can stay close to him. And obviously Hamilton basically just went straight on and hit Verstappen but at the end of the day Verstappen was always in front so it's kind of his corner to take so I still think Hamilton is at fault definitely but mm. um, yeah it's kind of like it's not as bad as some people are making it out to be I don't think because if, if it was the way around and Verstappen hit Hamilton I think people would just be expecting it because he's done that sort of stuff before yeah yeah. I was watching a very interesting documentary on Ayrton Senna by Top Gear and one of the things it highlighted was and they sort of praise him for it, that he'd win at any cost. And there was one race yeah. where he was leading the World Championship. Um, it might have been the last race of the season. And he just needed to beat one guy. And he basically, I don't say intentionally took him out, but basically took him out. Which, they both crashed. Yeah. <laughs> Senna wins the World Championship. Do you think, Joe, with Hamilton, it's sort of that winning instinct that he'd do anything to win. You've got to have that instinct at the top level to be able to succeed. Yeah. The, the, the problem I have is, Lewis, is there's no humility. It's so staged. It's so fake. Like, yeah, when, it, when it comes on the radio, when he wins, ah, oh, thanks, guys. You guys are the best. We couldn't do it without you, this team, blah, blah, blah. You guys, we worked really hard this weekend, but we managed to pull it through. And I'm so I'm so grateful. Why um, is he American now as well? Yeah, he's, <laughs> well, I'm sure he's got an American track. Anyway, um, but then yeah, when, yeah, and, then, and, and then with and then with Monaco, it's prime example, you know, could you learn anything from this, Lewis? No. Could your team do? Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a sore, he? he's a sore, sore loser. And I still is that think the he, truth, though? Well, maybe, but he's a sore loser, and there you can still be like determined and sort of freakishly competitive, and still be. There's it doesn't give you a license to be really sort of an awful person. Yeah. Um, he he'll be again. It's it's different because it's Verstappen. If it was anyone else, you know, it unfortunately would probably not be an issue. But because he's so yeah. close to him, and it does seem, if Lewis goes on to win now, uh, it's a mass. That's it. It's, uh, this is yeah. a turning point. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's going to be. Yeah, I'd love to see Hamilton if it, if it was a way around and Hamilton had that crash because it's literally like one of the fastest corner corners on the whole 
like F1 calendar. Yeah. And like the fact that he hit it was 51 Gs, that's just yeah. mental. It, it's yeah, hard to kind of like we fathom how we took, painful yeah. that is. But for that's us, like falling but, over with 51 times your body weight. It's like yeah. But, um, That'd be like a million kilograms. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I could, I couldn't imagine Hamilton's reaction. He'd probably like be in press conference saying like he could have died and mm. making it all about him, mm. saying how dangerous yeah. the sport is. I think he'd be fuming with Verstappen. Oh. Like the way he acted after the race, after he won, he didn't even mention like Max or anything, asking if he's all right or whatever. He was like parading around like he'd won the fucking world championship. But uh, didn't apparently though, doesn't he say on his radio, "Is Max okay?" Yeah, he did. That was right after the crash. Okay. Mm. Well, how the fuck are they going to know that? Yeah. Slams into all. <laughs> Hope he's all right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> but um, do you know after Max posted that thing on Instagram, didn't he basically saying like he was felt disrespected and all this. Yeah. The F the F one Instagram page posted that little clip of Hamilton's radio asking him it's okay to you know try and like oh, really? make him Squash seem it. like a nice guy. Yeah. And like I looked at all the comments and everyone was like, no, it's too late to be trying to save him and all this now. Yeah. I think as well Max is Max is definitely different this year. He's a lot more he he's you know going about it the right way. He's staying yeah. sort of uh, you know staying humble and things like that. But he's just so in your Lewis Hamilton is just so in your face and he's just got so much media time and he gets to voice his use his platform so much and he's just in this always a negative show OT way <coughs> I really don't like him but yeah. I can appreciate how good he is <laughs> couldn't tell Joe <laughs> I know <Winds> <laughs> you, you hate him so I don't, I don't like him I don't like him I don't I, yeah he's, if he met me be like you're right Lewis yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair my uncle he, he's like he's always been big into his F1 and I was speaking to him at the weekend and he said the other day he was like he used to like be a big Hamilton fan, but now he's just like, he's just, like, he's just so hard to just. I don't know, he like cringes me out in a way just every time I see him like speaking. Yeah. It's just like so, I, it's just the same all the time. I wonder what. That obviously Michael Schumacher had those kind of same traits. I don't. I was probably too young to appreciate. It. I just watched the the, the racing, yeah, yeah. I, but that that will to win, and I think he has. He has had some like controversial moments in the past. I think maybe with Mika Hakkinen, or it was the other way around, or something. Um, but you never really got that sort of, sh- yeah, showy. Stuff. Maybe it's just because of social media and what Hamilton yeah, has. Yeah, it is but, different uh, times in it, but still. Uh, yeah. He's a prick. He is an arsehole. Ham- Hamilton, Hamilton arsehole. if you listen, yeah. I doubt you'll be listening to this, but no, it definitely will be. But um, sorry, sorry, Lewis. I yes. like you. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Talking about superstars and their mentality, you look at other people, the likes of Stokes, Rashford, um, they're all very sort of humble with the way they go about uh, their work. Um, that mentality really runs through the the Lions team of rugby. You know, it's all about passion, working as a team, uh, coming together. Uh, did either of you two watch the game? I didn't watch it live. <laughs> I, was, I was playing cricket. You've literally got the uh, least two rugby-focused people here. I'm aware of there's a Lions talk. You're aware of it, Joe. You're aware of it. I've I've, uh, watched some highlights and knew that the the Lions Lions, um, pulled up a a good comeback and obviously won in the second half. So that's kind of good. For me, it's kind of always a bit hard to... As a not an out and out rugby fan, I feel like yeah, as I say, we're the, the two wrong people to, to, for this to talk about. But it's hard to get behind 
a lion's tour, lion's tour and i know this is sort of the best time because we can the, the time difference isn't isn't um isn't bad but i just yeah i don't know i i think everyone when the six nations comes around it's like oh great you know it's here people can get behind it but for me is I, I don't know i don't really i see i can't i struggle I like to there's get there's not much there's not much and like press or advertising advertisement about it or really like if, i think if, if so as a non-rugby fan are you two saying as a non-rugby fans are you two saying it doesn't really appeal to you at the minute I, well, it doesn't appeal it's just like well if, if it wasn't for you i wouldn't even know it was happening to be honest like, I wouldn't, mm. like, you don't really see much about it at all I, yeah i've seen as a yeah as a non <laughs> i i don't see the appeal actually i i can't I don't. I'm not invested enough in it. And but when I see sort of videos of, of them announcing the Lions squad, and everyone was like, "Oh, caption when your teammate becomes a lion," and everyone's pumped up yeah. about it. I think, "Oh, okay, maybe it is important." I not not saying it isn't important, but yeah, I think. Um, I think in the rugby world, it's the pinnacle, right? The, the, it, the, yeah, definitely. But is that it? in the World Cup? Yeah, the World it is. The you watch some of the speeches at half time or before the games from from legends uh like Diallo uh some some of the past players it's just O'Connell you can see how one, much it O'Connell yeah you can see how much it means to the players uh and i think this year without the crowd it still it'll still mean a lot to the players but maybe for those that don't know the sport the fact that you can't see what it means to the crowd, you don't see the big scenes at the end of the game. Maybe that's limited its appeal. Yeah, maybe it's its reach. How often does it um, happen? It's once every four years. So yeah. So as be, a player, a massive, I feel like it should be a massive occasion. Like, it is, yeah. As a player, one lines tour is unbelievable. Adam Wynne Jones is on his fourth one at the minute. Which I think oh. is the most in the. He's had ten Test matches for the Lions, which is the most in the professional era, by any player. Yeah. Um, and he obviously came back from a bad shoulder injury just to play in this. Uh, made a really speedy recovery. And I think the story of the Lions beating South Africa one nil. Uh, well, they're leading one nil at the minute. I think that is a very momentous occasion. You don't win Lion tours, Lions tours very often away from home. Uh, so if if we were to go on and win, and I think the statistics are pointing towards that, um, as the team that usually wins the first test, test usually wins the the tour. Um, I think it, it's a massive occasion. I think maybe by the third test, people like you two will be more into it. I don't know. Yeah, more people start talking. I think about try it. Watch one one, it. one thing that we we all can appreciate as well. I think is is the. Um, in cricket team, if you had a sort of a mixed match of of anyone, you can can rely on your superstars to win you a game, because um, mm. it's because it's although cricket is a team sport, it, it really it comes down to the individual moments of sort of this one person is bowling and this one person batting. Yeah. But with 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 the team proper a seriously team game like rugby, and these guys probably won't have much so much little training with each other and it, the rugby relies on so much sort of interconnected kind of practice to each other with each other the fact that they beat yeah. the world champions um already is, is is really impressive and i think that's that's something that that yeah it's it's yeah 
impressive. I think I think that's a very good point about the team aspect of it, because you get a lot of cricket teams like the series of hundred. These these teams come together and just gel straight away because it is an individual thing at all times. It is yourself, and that's about it. Apart from some runouts, maybe, but they're pretty self-explanatory. So yeah, I think that is a good point about the team coming together, and hopefully they can really kick on. You've you've put in the running order, Joe Marcus Smith, superstar question mark. Um, I agree. What a player! He's been absolutely tearing it up for Harlequins uh, at fly half. Won them the Premiership. Gets his England debut. Beat, uh, plays amazingly well against Canada in the USA, and then gets called up straight away to the Lions tour. Uh, I think stories like that and stories like Alan Wynne Jones are very inspiring. Uh, maybe to young listeners as well. Sutty, could you inspire us with your would you ra- would you rather for this week? So yeah, I thought this about week, too, this like, this quarter, this, this month, this year, <laughs> yearly so, podcast. Like, I thought about this earlier, like, and I thought it was like a decent question. But now, the more I think about it, I feel like the answer is pretty obvious. But I was thinking, would you rather? I'm going back to cricket now with the England cricket team. Would you rather us win the T20 World Cup? And then the following ODI World Cup, and basically just be the dominant force of white ball cricket, or lose them both and then win this upcoming Ashes series. Uh, I'd rather win the Ash. What do you mean by lose them both? Well, you, you don't win. <laughs> Maybe well, like As a in, poor performance. Could you get to the final or? No, no, no final. For argument's sake, let's say we get to the semis and lose. Yeah, we'll say semis and. Win. If you lose the Ashes, what's the score? Versus if you win the Ashes, what's the score? Right, let's, let's, let's I think say like a... If, if you win the Ashes 3-2 in the last Test match, yeah, that, that is... would be unbelievable in yeah. a close game. That would be the pinnacle for me of cricket. For me, I think it's just um, win the Ashes. But I'd definitely prefer the Ashes to yeah. white ball. But because we've now won the World Cup, I wonder what we would have said. Yeah. Previous Before. to that, yeah, if yeah. we'd have never won the World Cup, yeah, and sort of like the football, like thirty years of hurt, maybe we'd bit, think differently. Bit, bit longer now. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think in a way, a way series in the Ashes. Yeah, there's nothing better. Imagine that with yeah. a crowd as well. Oh, I just love it when you wake up during that 2000. <laughs> I'd love it if we beat them. At the ten, uh, yeah, um, 2010-11, you wake up and we. We bowl them out for 98 the MCG and Trot and Cook are like 150 not out for the day, 150 for none. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was just the best. See, I'm sort of. I, I think not but, too young to remember. I remember being on holiday and seeing Alistair Cook just absolutely racking the runs up. I remember Cook shots. Ah, oh, it was just. Joe, Joe remembers it because he was 20. I would have been. God, I would have been 17. Six, no. 16. 17? Really? Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, back in my day. Um, <laughs> 16, 17. Uh, no, yeah. Oh, it's just... The, with cricket, I, I I enjoy the the battle and I like to see individual kind of history being made. I like it to be... A, like with this India series, I want England to win, but it doesn't really matter if they don't and, you know... Yeah. But with Australia, I, I, there's nothing I want more it's, than yeah. to sort of be to bat. Like the amount of joy I got 
depth of, of Broad just snicking off Warner again and again and again oh. is you can't I can't put it into words. It's just oh, just that There's nothing, that ratty nothing face better. just as sort of tuck, oh, tucking yeah. his bat under his arm and walking back for another one. <laughs> oh gets more. gets me going. Gets me going. <laughs> To... Who do you think you dislike more, Joe? Warner or Hamilton? <laughs> oh, it's Hamilton for sure. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Um, oh, my. Oh, that's Aussie, interesting, Aussie, that, isn't it? The rattiest Warner punch route. Which, which you'd yeah. rather punch, Warner or Hamilton? Oh, Warner. Because he has a punch. Yeah. Oh, but would you like swipe, smack that <laughs> smirk off Lewis Hamilton's face, though? <laughs> oh, it'd be great. <laughs> Uh, I promise we're friendly. Yeah. Nice waffle. Um, One thing with the Ashes, though, is it could also go the other way. Smith, 100 not out. Yeah. just firing. Yeah. That that scares me a little bit. But if if I could watch Sibley dog out 200 off 1,000 balls. Yeah. Endless test matches. There's nothing better than winning a test match when it's close. Like when we played Pakistan in that test series and was it Butler and Wokes like pulled it back at the end. Just like close yeah. games like that. So good. And any format. Especially with the crowd. Close. Yeah, it's just yeah. so it's so good. Whack that on social so media. Would you rather win the Ashes this winter or win the T20 and ODI World Cup? Great idea. If yeah. you don't follow us on social media, uh, our Instagram tag is at the rain delay pod. So, you know, give us a follow. I know we got a couple of follows last time after Joe wanted to show us his green apple pie from the MSG. Oh, yeah. uh, that's on there. Uh, shout shout was, out as well to year. shout out to Grant Fleming as well. We sponsored him in the uh, for uh, Borcher Cricket Club. Uh, he's going well. Fastest yeah, he's hand, having a, fastest he's hands having a very good season this year. Fastest hands in the West go well. Borcher's yeah, keeper. Uh, shout out to Ola Design. Don't forget that, Joe. Shout shout well, out to Flappy T. Flappy, Flappy T. Yeah. Um, actually, big shout out to Grant. He biffed about he biffed about sixteen off three balls at the weekend. Not out to get the ball to two hundred and five. Unfortunately, lost. Tricky season. Well, bowled. but well, we'll have more yeah. on that next time when we are. <laughs> yeah, how did, how did your bowling go? Yeah. And that's um, it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> that is it for this week. I think we're recording another podcast on this one. Will be out on Sunday, eleven a.m. We're recording another podcast out. Podcast. But we're recording another podcast. Play that <laughs> podcast out, boy. Come on, on Monday, where Sam Haslam will be joining us. Bortry star pinky. batsman. Good old Pinky. Four. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure we'll get. We've put out more we podcasts his than he has runs. <laughs> says you, Joe. Joe oh, you I, know, I know. I know. Joe's averaging know. one point five this year. Oh babies. Um, yeah. Thanks for the fuck thanks for listening. Yeah. You know what? It's been a blast. Been we will be back. Well structured this podcast has been. I thought it was gonna be an absolute shit mm. show. I feel like it's been very I mean, it is it's going down the drain at the minute, you know. But I think it, the bulk of it has been very good. I think we've got yeah, so we've much started, to talk about. We've start, started waffling at the end of the yeah. Anyway, let's cut it. Waffle's in good. Thanks People for like listening, waffle. guys. See yeah. you soon. Thank you for listening. See you we'll see you next week. Oh, you're amazing. Bye! <laughs> No one's no one's listening there, so I might as well just end it. <laughs> Bye, University of Sheffield. Um, I'm a nice person. Thank you. Goodbye.